Welcome once again to Cult Following, the Phoenix metro Arizona area's leading podcast on film criticism and pop culture obsessiveness. I'm one of your four hosts for this delightful journey into the realm of celluloid, Victor Moreno, along with Jasperino. You love me for everything you hate me for. Joshua T. Ruth. <laughs> and Kirby Nelson. Hey guys, we're explorers in the furthest reaches of cinematic criticism. Angels to some, demons to others. Join us as we take you into the labyrinthian world of film and television curiosity. Yeah. In this episode, we're going to do a catch-up on things we have been watching as of late in the year of our Lord 2017, and any other things that we feel are interesting worth sharing. If you enjoy our repeated chats and musings, feel free to add us on iTunes and SoundCloud at Cult Following. Give us a review. We love to hear what you're thinking. Check us out on our website, cultfollowing.co, and we want to give mad props to Zia Records who uh, sponsor us as well as our film screening series, Cult Classics AZ. Join us this Saturday for Creepshow 35th Anniversary. Uh, we will have lots of fun giveaways, including vinyl. We'll have Creepshow 2 on vinyl, Chud on vinyl, and lots of other fun stuff. And we'll also have advanced screening passes to go see Stephen King's It. Yeah. All that at Cult Classics AZ. Dot com. I hope you put this up tomorrow. Yes. You're going to have to now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this you know. weekend, Creepshow 2. Don't miss it. Yes, don't miss it. So, in the meantime, let's start off with Jasper. You sound like you got something to say. I do. <laughs> I got something to say about it. Uh, a couple weekends ago, I went and saw Annabelle Creations. Oh, cool. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. I still haven't seen Did you see that yet, Victor? No, no. I don't really watch those movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Kirby did a nice review of it. Yeah. Up on cultfollowing.co. Um, I like it. Um, I still say uh, that little girl from Ouija 2 that's in it is creepier than Annabelle. Oh, so there, so is this girl like the new horror child? She might be. Movies? She yeah. might be. I didn't actually bring it up in my... Uh review but that's actually a really good point that yeah she's kind of becoming that yeah and she's not the victim per se in this movie mm. but she's her best the victim's best friend ah. but she's still she's to me that little girl it's creeps, nice to know the current generation of filmmakers is providing daniel harris's for the future <laughs> future horror conventions well, I just was Which, so speaking of horror conventions she's uh her retirement didn't last long right <laughs> right now, Did, when you say you don't watch these movies, though, I'm just curious. Like, I want to push further on this. Like, is it the Conjuring Extended Universe movies? The or is it doll movies? Oh, I just I haven't watched the Conjuring. Oh, right. So, like, I think it's the Conjuring. I universe. feel like yeah, I yeah. have to like start watching all of them and kind of. I, I'm not really into uh, found footage or like ghost type story yeah. movies. I yeah, just yeah. I don't have the patience for it because I'm very. Uh, skeptical about that sort of thing yeah well these have been done differently i think they've been done very well um as far as entertainment value because mm -hmm. uh, my wife and i were kind of the same way uh 
because there were so many, like you had like the messengers and all these other ghost movies that came out that are yeah. big on, big on the suspense and the previews, and then they don't deliver very much in the movie, and it's everything is predictable. Movies like Innkeepers, which is a movie that a lot of people love, and I mean I like Ty West a lot, but like that's like my I, least favorite. Yeah, Ty I was like West that is movie. such a dumb <laughs> no, movie. Man. I have to no, my least favorite Ty West movie is The Sacrament. That Innkeepers. Oh, I like Sacrament actually. No, uh, that movie has such a great concept and totally blows it at every yeah. opportunity, and it doesn't help that the end just turns into like their version of Jonestown with no deviation. Yeah. yeah well, so I thought Jonestown. the whole film was like literally if Jones, if you had gone to Guyana and made a found footage right. film, more yeah. than obviously the literal footage from the, the congressman's visit and, yeah, I was gonna, I, and all that stuff. And, and yeah. if you guys haven't seen the saccharine, basically it's, it, uh, Vice produced it, but basically it's, movie, it's like, Hey guys, we're Vice and we're doing a documentary on the, on a, uh, thinly veiled Guyana cult. Right. Well, and I, I agree too on the innkeepers, like such potential. And yeah. it's got some great scenes. I have not seen but the innkeepers, but I did enjoy Sacrament. So, I mean, I, I just There's feel it, it's one of those things where, you know, it's House of the Devil has fueled his entire House of the career. Devil. That's a good and, movie. And, 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 and he could movie. coast on that movie his whole life. life and he probably yeah. will. Has that main actress from House of the Devil been in anything else? Um, you know, and Jocelyn Donahue. Yeah, actually, okay. she's in something else right now that I, like, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but I saw, she's in something right okay. now. Okay. And she was in, uh, one of those found footage anthologies, Holidays. Yes, she was. Oh, yeah. that one's actually good, too. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. She's okay. in the Father's Day one, okay. which is really good. And but, also a cult ex- movie, ex- which is better than sex. Sorry, I'm not writing you, Jasper. I just don't really show. like eh. that one. By what? the way, Creep Show this Saturday. Yes. Well, an interesting one to me is, is actually the, the Wanna Versus, now I'm going to call it, <laughs> is, is that the, um, is uh, I actually just noticed, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I planned to watch it Monday, and some things changed, but uh, they just added Demonic, which is a James Wan film, to Netflix, but it's um, a film that was made, like, years ago. That's a good movie, actually. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, years and years ago, and just never released, and they put it direct to, um, uh, direct to like, it was going to be direct to DVD or Blu-ray. And now, and like, I don't even know if it got like a voodoo or any it of that got stuff. a It got a DVD release because I own it. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, um, but no theatrical. And no. it's like, he's one of those dudes, like, especially, you know, people always go, well, a Saw and The Conjury and all these low budgets. But I mean, it's like, and all those are true, but it's, I mean, I always kind of look to Insidious more than anything. It was the real example of like, with no budget, pretty much right. Right. out of his films. I mean, the ultimate no budget film. Victor's favorite paranormal activity, uh, uh, which I think is still yeah, it was fifteen or twenty thousand. It's one hundred and eighty million or one hundred ninety million. It's like there's not even a contest. It about. amazes me. Speaking of uh, paranormal activity, it amazes me how much a swinging chandelier scares people. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If anything, if you want to say anything about that, they did a good job of building up the suspense so much and making people so anxious uh-huh. that a swinging chandelier made everybody go, oh my God, the chandelier is swinging. <laughs> I will say I like that. The Turn the AC film. off. <laughs> was, I think the third movie. Like, I really like that one. The Which one, one was young. that? That's young. It's like the one that got like different directors in it, and it was actually the, the, the guy that directed um, 
that uh, catfish, you know, that documentary uh-huh. catfish, which they turned into the series. Well, what was the plot of the third one? Because uh, I've seen them all. It's the family, I, they all, when they're the right. girls, when they're young. So it's not oh, the, the, it's the, not the one, one. am I thinking of two, then? It's not two the one with the, the Mexican family. It's the pre, it would be the, I'm sorry, um, is what happened, is a literal direct sequel. No, the, yeah, yeah, so I'm thinking The one with that paranormal family, with the Hispanic family, is the, uh, the paranormal Mark, spin-off. The Mark right, one. The right, ghost yeah, yeah. dimension. Oh, no, the Mark Oh, my God, one. ghost dimension. I have tried. <laughs> we have started that movie probably four times, and we cannot get through it. Yeah. Right. We can't so, get yeah, through it. So, yeah, three was the one where it's like he's actually a filmmaker, and he has all this equipment in his house. And it's interesting. I, I think that's the last. That is the, that's no, the one where the baby starts moving. Well, right? no, it's, it's, it's the, the third... camera on the on the oscillating fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah is that yeah. the one where they were they were playing Xbox and they had the connect hooked up with all the dots yes. I, and well, then no, you no, could no, see no. the no, stuff. That, that that's number four. That that's number four. three is when they're kids. Jeez. It's like the fact that no one has consensus <laughs> on which movie this oh, is. Oh, I know. Well. Oh, yeah. No, it, it is number one, number two are directly connected. Yeah. Number three is also connected, but it, it's a prequel. prequel. Then the fourth is um, the the uh, we kind of. Um, what do you call it? Uh, the uh, vlog heavy, right, you know, right. cam. That's cam the heavy. last one I saw where the chick, the babysitter, from the, first one the babysitter shows up on at the, the end yeah. to steal yeah. the baby. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that was the second film. Okay, I get oh exactly. <laughs> See, Victor's already given up. But anyways, they, they did take a direction where they shifted with the marked ones, which. Well, were maybe one of you guys can tell me this, like, because I don't, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Uh, does Annabelle and Annabelle Creations have the same director? No, it's the guy who did the. Wait, I talked about this one. The one. No, it's the guy who they did don't. Ouija, uh, or no, Lights Out did the Annabelle oh, creation, right. okay. and then the yeah, first one totally. was done by. Um, well, maybe this is James, someone else. Maybe this is James Wan's direction or something. But those movies, the the Conjuring movies and the Annabelle movies, especially, um, are masters of using lighting. It's, like it's in the scenes, in the second film, yes, he really it is it. amazing. Um, I talk about this all the time. The first movie where she's down in the laundry room area, and there's just the elevator, and then she sees the creature like at the end, of, uh, and then the el- the elevator is the only light in that yeah, hallway, yeah. and then the elevator starts closing, so she's running to the elevator, and the lights going away yeah. because. Dude, that had me. A couple of really that had me on the you, edge you're of my seat. Ex- happened exactly in Lights Out too. So really? I'm sure that's, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure well, no, that's... I think it's just part part and parcel with these movies. Yeah. Although I will say, the first Annabelle, I really do think did the seventies like satanic. Oh, totally. Worship kind totally. of films. You know, it's, right. it sure as hell isn't The Exorcist or Rosemary's Baby, sure. but it also isn't Abby or Behind the Door either. So, yeah. or Beyond yeah. the Door. So yeah, uh, go see it. It's good. Awesome. Yeah. So um, the other thing I did a couple weekends ago was out of nowhere for some reason. Well, because I got Shutter and I started looking around. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Phantasm Ravager yet. Okay. So then I was like, well, now that I think about it, I haven't seen the one before that either. I'm just gonna watch all of them. So I actually you went watched through all five Phantasm. I watched to much to my family's chagrin. <laughs> I watched all five Phantasm movies. I'll tell you. During the second one, because my daughter, who is uh, 12 now, is getting into horror movies. She likes them, and she sat down and started watching the second one with me, and she goes, 
this is stupid. <laughs> she got up and left. So the phantasm movies are very, very hard to get into. It was a, uh, it was a commitment. I'll tell I you that. Too, a lot. Um, I'm just, I, I, I'm actually just not a big fan of Don Cosarelli. I, I really, well, don't I'll, like I'll say this for it. They definitely did a good, it has, every movie has a certain mood to it. Yeah. And they did a good job of keeping that mood consistent through all the movies, even with all the ridiculousness going on, it kept that same kind of mood to it, which I thought was kind of cool. But it was kind of interesting watching them in order and thinking that not that much time has supposed to have elapsed, but the dude keeps getting, everybody keeps oh, getting older yeah. and older. It's supposed to just know. take like place in the space of not that long. Well, between the first and second one. Fucks that all, tries to explain it and fucks it all up at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I like. There's parts of Ravager that are interesting, but like, <sighs> and I still don't feel like there was any closure. Well, Ravager started off as a web series, and they edited it all back into a movie. Oh, really? You, oh, I didn't you know can that. Tell, no, now that you know, can you, does it make sense? It does because I just thought the editing was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, it, wow. it's one of those things. I mean, Phantasm for me has become a series I love more and more. But it it's really that the first film is absolutely you know incredible. It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, it's basically to me. It's oh a, yeah, it's no, an, it it's doesn't an make American, sense at all. It's an American Italian horror movie. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's very you true. Know, it's, and I think they 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 convoluted even worse by trying to explain it in the later movies. Yeah, because well, then they get into interdimensional travel and machines and yeah well, time was, travel yeah. yeah it was always also. there yeah once they established the more and more of the gate and stuff like that or the the portal it was but it's it's just one of those films like don coscarelli makes you know he made the third and fourth films on pretty much no budget it shows but it also is uh, i don't know there's just something i really enjoy about phantasm and i love it more and more actually going to beyond fest last year and watching the remastered original and ravager back to back with all living cast, pretty much that they could muster, all were there. It, it was incredible, like to get to experience. <laughs> that, that was funny, and yeah, yeah, Ravager, even down to the blonde from the first movie. Yeah, the lady got, Lavender. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, they and they really do. I mean, it's just one of those series and stuff. And you know, Don Coscarelli really hasn't made a huge amount of films. And kind of like as Josh was saying, it's, it is a real lover him. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people really enjoyed John dies at the end, but again, it wasn't his script. No. It's based on you know David Wong's book, and then you have like yeah, the absurdist tone of that movie is what I like, mm-hmm. and um, I think with Phantasm, I think Reggie Bannister's character is uh supposed to be like the ash of that series, but like I just have never really connected with him because he seems like such a fuck up in the first right. movie, and, but not in an endearing way. I don't want to sound like I'm totally harshing on Phantasm. Like, it has a cool atmosphere, and the remaster is really cool. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting ideas there, for sure. But it's just, like, not really, like, my kind of movie. It's, I don't know, it's weirdly existential in a way that doesn't, like, you, you like it can be like, what's this movie about? And three people could tell you, and they can all be, be different. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's hugely, I mean, for its time <laughs> and stuff, it's just one of those films. I mean, the original I'm speaking solely on. But actually, fan, I mean... I love Phantasm and Phantasm 2 equally. Third and fourth are what they are. Yeah. It works for what it is. And then Ravager is just one of those films that, I mean, it's not Angus Scrim's death or, you know, his age. It's just that 
you know, this is a film they waited way, mm-hmm. way, way too long to do. If they had done this in the early, late 90s or early 2000s. Well, Phantasm Four is supposed to be the last Phantasm. Yeah, that was yeah. like 1999. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like they decide, well, no, let's just do one because we can. And yeah. it's like this, it is a weird elegy on aging. Because yeah. the whole thing is like, no, no, Reggie's really has dementia. dementia. So it's yeah, all in part, his head. Yeah, that was, cre- that well, was crazy. I, am, I mean, I'm a gerontologist by education, so I enjoyed that element. Um I liked a lot of the, um, you know, there were some great parts in it. It's just that, yeah, they just fucked it up. It just went down. I don't even know. It was very weird. Towards the end of that, I was like, God, it feels like a Resident Evil movie on no budget. <laughs> like like one of the later it ones. It did feel a lot like that. And I was like, ew. But <laughs> I still enjoy the series. It still works. I would get a box out of it. Yeah, which you can from Wellgo USA. Well, if I got a good deal. Arrow. I'd well, have to... the, uh, the, the Wellgo one is already out of print. The Arrow... Uh, UK version, the Sphere, I believe, is either out of print or going out of print fast. And then the um, the uh, you can still buy the remastered or Ravager. You can still find them pretty much. I think uh, you could get them on DVD too. You can. Yeah, you can let me just DVD, let me just requalify. I would get the box set if I found a smoking deal on it. Yes. <laughs> well, I also just to note the uh, original Phantasm. Definitely, the restoration's amazing, but the original. Not the Anchor Bay version, but the original Region 1, I believe it's MGM, um, is the actual print. It's the one you want to get if you want to see it. It also has a lot of special features. Nice. We're checking out, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's taking a lot of my time and money. Like so <laughs> many other, so many others. So, okay, so moving on. When I went and saw Annabelle Creation, I got the extended opening scene of It. And it was actually really cool because it was uh, introduced by Stephen King. Oh. Yeah, it was really weird. We're watching previews and all of a sudden Stephen King's face is huge on the... I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. He's like, hi. Hi, I'm Stephen King. You may remember me from such movies. As he didn't do that. <laughs> uh, if he had but, told me Troy McClurdy, right? I would have yeah. loved it. No, but he did say he how excited he was about it. And that it was going to be the adaptation of his book that he always wanted to see. Okay. And he goes, and we hope you enjoy, <laughs> we hope you enjoy this extended, you know, preview version of the blah, blah, blah. But it was really good. It was the whole first scene with Georgie chasing the, the little, uh, paper yeah, boat. Yeah. And there's an extended scene of him interacting with Pennywise. And it's creepy as, as fuck. So my big question on that is... Um, Child you know, sex orgy? Is, uh, uh, no. Is, yeah, that apparently is not going to be in the film. But um, <laughs> so, but, but my, uh, my big question is, is... Because obviously, look, okay, there's no way that, that this guy is... Was Sarsgaard? Stalin Sarsgaard. Is it, or is it... It's not... It's like Bill Sarsgaard or something. Yeah, it's Bill Sarsgaard. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. see, so you get so, confused. So that guy's clearly no Tim Curry, okay? But my biggest concern, because what I really like about the miniseries, and I like a lot of things about the miniseries, even though I think it's like people like crap all over it lately... Just because it's old, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, is that you had Pennywise was like kind of genuinely like funny and goofy, and then got super evil. Like what I hated from what I've seen of the previews, which is granted little. This Pennywise seems creepy from the get go. Oh yeah, is he like that? Like does he have any of that kind of like jovial, or is he just like I'm an evil clown? I well, see it's me. that. Uh, it's that. <laughs> it's a it's a different kind of funny. 
Like, yeah. he's making the kid laugh, but it's an uncomfortable, like, because <laughs> he's like, how'd you get down on the storm drain? And he's like, oh, there was a big wind. The storm and blew me away. It blew me away. It Just blew the, the whole circus away. away. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, well, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. He's like, oh, well, what's your name? He's like, Georgie. He's like. Oh, hello, Georgie. And the whole thing is just really, really, like, creepy. Well, I mean, I feel like that's just as creepy in the miniseries. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm Georgie. I'm Georgie. I'm Pennywise the Clown. You know, but it's like he had, like, these expressions he was making. Like, these big eyes. He's like, gee, right? You know, and he, like, he has that that kind of like it is a very know. he's a very sinister version which i right. kind of enjoy and i enjoy the miniseries i'm gonna have to watch it again because i literally have not watched it since the first time i watched uh, it I watched when it, it was on, on tv I'll talk about and that. yeah i was yeah. i was gonna say i really am excited about watching it again before watching the movie just to kind of compare and contrast just because that's what do i like you want to do. jump in and just do that well, real quick uh, well, so yeah I'll go for it we're, we're like on the a, subject I, I'm sure they're going to do a really good job with the kid version of the movie. I'm my bigger items of concern are going to be the adult version. Well, that's where I feel the miniseries failed with the yeah. adult version, right? And, and so the kid version is fantastic. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I am. And curious. if you notice in the previous stuff, they haven't shown anything about. Adults. Well, it's because there's it's no adults sequel. in this. Yeah. What? It's yeah. going to no, be just two the, movies. It's two yeah. movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which is perfect because they can really spend their time casting and find oh, people. If, uh, if the adult version of that girl doesn't end up being Amy Adams, I'm going to laugh. Yeah. Because that little girl looks exactly <laughs> like oh, Amy Adams. A lot Adams. of people were saying, um, uh, well, who's that other redhead? The, well, there's two of them. <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Oh. A lot of people were saying maybe, maybe Jessica mm, Chastain. Could I could be. see her being Bev. You know? Yeah. Um, How many of you guys, just out of curiosity, just before we go into this, have I have read the book? I have. I okay. haven't. I have not. Have you ever read the book? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm just... I'm, I'm no, really but amazed. I am aware of the fact that the, the movie, the book ends with... Uh, them all having a child sex or what well, kind of, yeah I have, oh I, great I, now i don't have to read it thanks yeah that's thanks all you really lot. needed to well, <laughs> no, 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 and, and it's a do. big part well i mean there's things for me like two of the biggest deaths in the summer of 58 which obviously this is not the summer of 58 this is summer of 85 sure. or whatever and i'm inter- the one thing that i feel they missed out is the death of adrian mellon which is how the book opens yeah and I would love really to have seen that because that is one of the most. I'm sure this will scent. probably have some. I hope like so that. if they're going to keep in the we'll 80s. We'll see. Because the miniseries starts with a child's death. But it doesn't. St- but Adrian Mellon isn't a child. Yeah. It, and yeah. that's what's so amazing yeah. about it. The other part is the. Um, it's a hate crime. It, well, you know? it is. It, but it's also the, the way in which it's the way in which Adrian Mellon meets his demise right. at Pennywise is absolutely one of the most unsettling images stephen king has ever written but the the really part i would love to see too in it is is that they do tease the death of patrick hockstetter and but at the the um eddie and um dorsey cochran one i would love to see too these are just characters like i said um i'm not giving anything away no, if you've never read but the book, I, what i will say is it's just hard to cram it all in i kind of feel that it 
the fact that it's set in the 80s now is following along the lines of modern adaptations where it's like, we're doing this loose, folks. Stranger like, Things. No, it's, just, it's <laughs> yeah. a Stranger Things yeah. thing. Yeah. There's, no, there's mean, no doubt in my mind. There will be analogs, I assume. One thing that I like about that, though, is the, is the fact that, you know, when the book was written, <laughs> when it was written, that the 50s was just as far back as the yeah. 80s is yeah. now, right? And so, you know, that, that, that kind of, that exact kind of nostalgia of the fact that most of us that are adults, that is the childhood we remember. Um, I think that that is going to be an effective way to do it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this. I mean, it's I, the, uh, it's the same reason NECA keeps releasing Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah, <laughs> right. My but buddy almost pulled the trigger on that, like SDCC. Like, aren't they freaking awesome? Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, I am interested in reading the book now also. I bet I could get it pretty cheap on Kindle. I might try to do oh, that. I'm sure you I might actually yeah. try to do that before I see the movie too. It, it's it's a cramming book. a lot it's a thousand in now, but plus, but it's yeah. it's well worth it. It actually really is. You Stephen know. King books read pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they do. They, they can. Some of them are like not not dark tower books necessarily. But um, one thing that I really like about the books, and you'll understand this as well, Kirby, but is like how Derry is a character. Yeah. Oh, very book, much. You know? Yeah. And, and I like how th- that's really touched upon in a couple of his other books as well. Which for people out there that might be really interested in it that haven't read a lot of Stephen King, and we'll probably get to this if we do Stephen King episode. Oh yeah. But um, is uh specifically actually eleven twenty two sixty three does a really really great section where he goes to Derry and it's actually set during that time so he meets some of the kids well, a little older. The one of the thing because I think me and Jasper were talking about this the other day is um how heavily Joss Whedon cobbled from uh, oh yeah yep. to, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh-huh. and in many ways Sunnydale is like Derry where everybody uh, Joss so... Whedon's got a few other problems no I'm not right talking now, about so that he's, he's got no I'm not, time for I that. don't want to make this topical <laughs> about that but I'm just saying the same sense that like uh, everybody in Sunnydale is aware of the Hellmouth and yeah, kind of just exactly. right. have come to yes. accept it in a lot of ways yeah and even the very last season the first evil is basically it anyway yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's just something that Stephen King's super good at. Is Even down so, to the From Beneath well, the You, buff, it devours. Yeah. And the Buffy gang is like the right. Loser's Club. It's, it's very... just the way, you know, because his books are so huge and exhaustive, like he has this really good way of just really making you feel the character of a place as well as a person. And Derry, just the fact that like Derry is just a rotten place, yeah. you know, is such a really good thing. So I, I hope that they really do draw upon that. Which also fun. speaks volumes about something in Stephen King's past it because that's a prevalent thing in a lot of his books is the place uh-huh. the place itself is no good yeah is evil somehow yeah. needful things oh yeah was that cemetery. whole yeah the whole town was just bad well, I don't know. or it the would, town goes yeah, bad yeah like a salem's like you know because castle rock isn't innately bad but bad things happen there. Yes. And that's, that's, I think, a little bit of a difference just because Derry is innately bad. Yeah. With Needful Things, that, I mean, that's Neil and Gaunt coming in. And, but we're doing a Stephen King podcast. Yeah, already. Right. Yeah, 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 we're basically yeah. 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 Let's not spoil <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, also, okay, number next on my list, number three on my list, or whatever it is. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts, if you've heard about this at all, because I just heard about it today. Uh, the Scorsese Joker movie. Well, it's not Scorsese. Stupid. It's not Scorsese, and that's the thing that's driving me crazy. Really? I mean, yeah, because it's he's producing it, but all oh, he's not it, directing no, it. He's no, he's not directing it. It's Todd Phillips, the guy who did The Hangover, and like all. Oh, of the he articles, also did War. Uh, the, the 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 one with J- Jonah Hill. 
Oh, um, War Dog. Oh, yes. right, right. War Dog. Oh, see, yeah. that that's sucks. That's I was kind of excited. All of the, dude, if it was an actual Scorsese yeah. movie, I'd be doing backflips right, right? now. But all the advertising or all the, the articles are like Scorsese Joker movie. No, no, no. He's yeah. The, I, I'll I found... tell you exactly what this movie is going to be. It's going to be a live action, loose adaptation of the killing joke. I can see that. And the thing is, I don't want to. Like, even the animated killing joke sucks. You know, I oh, don't. Yeah. Nobody needs to know the Joker's origin. I'm yeah. sorry. That's yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. I don't want to shit on other people's thoughts. That's just my point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just look. I, I, I don't care. Well, that's disappointing. More about it. But yeah, because I found yeah. it was like a two paragraph article on it. It was very right. vague. Right. And but yeah, I was under the impression that it was a well, because the the article even said. Will this give us a, a gritty Joker origin story along the lines of Taxi Driver or Raging Bull? And I was like, oh, that would be kind of cool, well, you know. But the other well, one, I, the other thing that broke today that I was really interested in is the fact that uh, Matt Reeves's Batman movies yeah. are going to be standalones and not part of the DC expanded that, I'm universe. Totally and see, okay yeah, with that. I'm totally yeah. okay with that. Me because too. that doesn't mean that it can't exist within the same universe, yeah. right? It's just they're not going to tie it in. Which, know? yeah, I'm totally fine. The with term it. that's being thrown around is the Els Worlds movies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the yeah. thing about Batman, though, is when you really think about DC properties and besides being their most valuable, and that's not going to change ever. Is, is, ever, is is that, you know, what, you can do every century Batman, yeah. you can do every well, version of Batman, I'm, I'm, you can do, I mean, it, it just never ends. I mean, what I'm saying is, it, to speaking to the standalone element, is, is that literally Batman is eternal. It's yeah. probably the, one of the most immortal properties that they can do forever. Well, and speaking into the time travel, I just got to say that the that search for Bruce Wayne story arc that happened a few years ago was I, unreadable. It was um, absolutely. You might horrible. not like Dark Knight's Metal then. <laughs> really? It totally ties oh into that no! Shit. It totally ties into that. Oh the, man! Yeah, but no, it's Dark Knight's Metal is really good. Really? Yeah. But it totally ties into that. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, no. That's, it's fucking, like, dense, dude. It's got, like, the challengers of the unknown and all, like, the Hawkman shit. It's like, oh. Wow. It's like almost Grant Morrison in its level of denseness. Wow. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah. Grant but, Morrison did great. Audiences are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Grant Morrison did great uh, Justice League stuff, though. Yeah. But, uh. The one thing before you jump topics I want to say is the only other reason I feel like DC might be saying Batman's going to be standalone, you guys, is kind of probably because of this whole Joss Whedon thing. Like, my guesses are starting like, oh shit, well, we better start writing off Justice League now. So, not to not to delve too deeply into that because I know you don't want to. Fill me in on that because I'm the old guy that doesn't. It's uh, not him. I don't know what we're talking. Okay. about. Oh, good. I'm glad. Oh, All right. Yeah. So here it is. I'll just say it really. Yeah. Quick. Just give the quick um, summation. So Joss Whedon's divorce to his wife Ty Cole was finalized uh-huh. uh, not that long ago. They had been married for like 15 years. So uh, part. So there was no NDA apparently. Yeah. So, I was just gonna say. Uh, what ended up happening is she wrote a giant essay for I think it was a The Verge or The Wrap. Where uh, she uh, came out and said, you know, most of his big ideas were because I encouraged him. Uh-huh. And also, he's been cheating on me for the last 15 years over and over and over and over. And then she concludes with the statement that because he cheated on me, he's not a feminist. Mm. So his whole career is built on a lie. Enjoy. 
Well, that um, and that, wow. that he took advantage of a lot of women, yeah. and that he, yeah, he, so that's he what I'm and that he used basically yeah. the the big thing, like kind of False went oversimplifying, front. is uh, they did you know couples therapy, and uh, basically she got a form of PTSD because he kept u- saying that it was the patriarchy's fault that made him how he is. Oh, stop it! Yeah, okay. so I don't All know. Right. And again, we're yeah. only getting one side, <laughs> and I don't that's really. A, that's a whole episode within itself. But yeah. thanks for filling us in. Yeah, that's... That's... Well, no, no. Wow. And, 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 I mean, this is like really new too. This is yeah. What, like, this just happened, and I kind of it's like it, it it is creating a lot of scorched earth stuff, like the mm-hmm. wedding esque, which I guess is a thirteen year old fan Joss Whedon fan site, like shut down and i think that's probably the bigger story to yeah. me, is that you devote 15 years of your life to a site and like a thriving community right. i mean i guess to me is is that before you even get into the details of everything or any kind of like review or you know it's a guilty until proven innocent you know kind of mm-hmm. thing my blown away that someone yeah i mean that's pretty yeah. monumental to have had that big of a impact and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like yep um and i guess those are like when we've tried not to tmz it so many well times yeah on no show, and that's the thing it's like we it's don't know what's going yeah, on and yeah. this is a he should he said yeah she well said and i mean thing. i don't know who hasn't had an ex say something yeah. really shitty about him that's absolute right. bullshit well, what i mean but, is, is that i think know. that the only thing i will say on that is is that it's not the first time i've ever heard that about joss whedon it's definitely not the first time i've ever heard that about a male feminist um like those kind of things and it, it's what it is to me is is that yeah you've got all these things and it does devolve into that it is a simple like you know in the end you're kind of on a thing it's just um besides the individuals involved which is really the people it's one of those things where it's just like like when bring up the fan site thing is it's just that like you have such a huge community for this and so many people i mean but this is why i mean i guess and I will say this without delving too much into it, why you shouldn't deify people, especially in pop culture. Especially is, in Hollywood. Especially in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Is because people are shitty a lot of times, either way. And it's yeah, just one of the things where, to leave it. yeah, it's yeah. that it's like, yeah. But um, yeah. you have anything else on your right. list? Yes, yeah. one more. And this can be really quick. I just wanted to mention it because I got super excited about it. Um. I finally have a, well, I, I've been putting off getting an Xbox One, and I think I finally need to do it. And I was right there with the uh, the Friday the 13th game, because I really, really want to play it. Now I got to, but I didn't want to buy an Xbox One to get one game. Yeah, that's a bad idea. But now I'm watching the, now I'm watching the trailers for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, oh, yeah. and I'm thinking it's time to get an Xbox One. I don't really like the style uh, the art style. I that just, game. Uh, no, me I was but, thinking it looked well, kind of weird too, it, but uh, um, the gameplay. Because I was watching the gameplay previews, the gameplay it, it it looks like an old Capcom game, just with the the, the graphics are a little. Three sixty. Yes. Because just have you played MVC two or three? I mean, no, I haven't. Because that, I mean, honestly, I think you'd love that game. All right, I probably you could would. Go out and get right now. Yeah, for that one was That's true. Me and Ruby yeah. were playing that game in Las Vegas at this uh this club out there called the Nerd. That was pretty uh-huh. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's called the Nerd. Yeah, it's that's called, awesome. It's pretty cool. It's like uh, it's kind of like the Grid if they had money. But yeah. like, I mean, like they have like a bowling alley as part of it, and all these wow. video that's game stations. Cool. Victor will appreciate this part of it. I was watching the the cutscene previews. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing Iron Man's voice. Ah, uh, no, no, dude. I'll it, check it it's out. Probably just the sound. Alert. I have not. Just to say, I have not 
fact check that prior to a good, this. A good sound alike, it's hard to But know. dude, it sounded like I even had Jake come in and the guy I work with maybe they use come in and listen to movie. it and That's he was possible. like, Holy crap. Yeah, it or sounds. Maybe they just paid him money and he came in for an hour. You know what else is he doing? Like he phones it in all the time. He's pretty much right. become <laughs> he know. like we said before. He's pretty much become Tony Stark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I uh, I did my pre order on my uh, Xbox One X um, so, for that game. Yeah, well, no, just in general. Did, it's, oh, okay. It's about time. Like I I just I really want this system. I want to oh, get you pre ordered the the system, the new one that oh, comes out in November. Yeah. yeah the, and I'm and I'm gonna be pulling the trigger on a 4K TV in the next few months here. Uh, um, so I just really well I mean, the pre order for this game yeah is pretty sweet. It's two hundred bucks, uh-huh. but you get. A set of Infinity Stones. Oh, yeah. You get Iron Man. You get mini statuettes of Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Mega Man, and... This must be like the ultimate. The collector. It's the ultimate, yeah. And one other other character. I can't remember who it is. But I was seriously sitting there going, holy crap, this, this... Cost how much as much as the Xbox One, but <laughs> well, I really, it, really know, want it just for the Infinity Stones of nothing is, else. It's one of those ones where anyone in video games who's pre-ordered. I mean, I know Joshua is is a you know big gamer, but it's one of those things where I can say some of the ones that I bought for nothing. I actually was cleaning last night. I found my PS3 copy of Injustice with, <laughs> the, with the statue. Yeah, I got that for twenty nine dollars. Yeah, that's nice. the thing, dude. It'll the, be so cheap later on. Yeah, but I then, bought that statue off of Zia for like less. Yeah, than that. and then yeah. I um I got uh, what do you call it? I um, have the Injustice statue. That's what I was playing. Too. But yeah. the one <laughs> uh, out of many many items here. Yeah. Um, We'll get the three D three or three sixty degree tour here soon. <laughs> right. The um but one of the ones was that like but tons of stuff like The Last of Us. Oh god, I wish I had bought that statue when I had the chance. I know, and that's the it's thing. Like, Some of the things you just don't know. And that's kind of the idea of like why people always get these collector's yeah. editions. Um like I think about um, you know, definitely with the with the there was the Metal Gear Solid five mm. that came out that had like a play arts um uh quiet and she i mean that was like 150 bucks and it came out i mean she goes for like easy 500 consistently yeah yeah um so good luck ever getting that right um with realistic boobs apparently oh Um, yeah well you know well (laughs) for those who don't know who quiet is she's basically a half naked uh i would say mute assassin is generous half naked (laughs) mute assassin with big tits yes definitely Hey, wow, Victor, just yeah. reading from She's the Amazon cyber. description right there. <laughs> that's uh, that was from everything a good verbatim. comic or video game needs. Uh, yeah. Well, and that's, I She's, mean. She's a total badass. Dude. Yeah. She's like an awesome sniper. <laughs> um, and it's so cool because when you get her in the game, she like you never see her. But mm-hmm. you just like point at a guy and she just destroys him. You know? <laughs> nice. And you never know where she is. She just kills guys when you wow. want her to. But I always imagine those statues, too, are with the dudes who have like a room full of body pillows, too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the like, anime ones. I, I, I hey, really, what are you trying to say about guys I, like the anime people just, like that? I'm just, uh, her, her. <laughs> no, I mean, some are super, uh, are absolutely awesome, but a couple of the other ones, I'm like, man, dude, just, uh, oh. porn's free, right? <laughs> I, like, I will say, I, from what we have heard since uh, our last few editions, both Joshua and Jasper now own dead Laura Palmer toys. Yes, oh, we yes. do. Yes, we Thank do. you, Joshua, very much. That was a birthday gift Kirby. from him. One I'm sure us. it's it's One somewhere it's somewhere in the <laughs> it's somewhere in the pop Funko pyramid that I have in my hoarder right. right. hollow. 
I'm dead serious. I probably have about 80 to 100 pops. Oh, my gosh. And they literally are in, like, a wall, and right. I don't even disturb them yeah. because I don't even <laughs> know just, what's yeah. there. You're going to have one of those tales from the hood moments where they all come to life someday in the yeah. middle of the night. Well, I, I, that's down. let alone all the... Uh, I have some of the full moon replicas, some of the other stuff. So, yeah, it could very well happen. But um, um, Oh, just before we get off the video game tip, I just want to yeah. say I did get my Super NES Classic pre-order. Oh, nice. Yes, it took a lot of work. but Yeah, I was um, going to say, that must it. have been exhausting. Well, <laughs> I tried twice and failed. Oh, dude, I tried all day long. But ultimately what it was was um, just uh, they went live in store in GameStop. And I'm just lucky I work right across the street from the GameStop. Wow. So I in my freaking car, sped across the yep. street. Um, and managed to get it, but uh, nice, yeah, sweet, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. Uh, I just want to continually say fuck Nintendo yeah. and fuck their bullshit because <laughs> well, there's no other reason to say it. Because I mean, this isn't even an issue. Well, of, clearly they didn't learn their lesson from last time. No, no, no. It's this gonna is going to be exactly this, the same. No, this was their plan all along. I, yeah. I don't buy anything. I don't blame them. I mean, I'm not upset for them, their capitalism, or um, keeping their intellectual property within the confines of their vast empire. Yeah. It's I just know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Tempe Marketplace. I'm going to be in line at 2 in the morning yeah. so I can get a ticket for Target, yeah. buy it, then go walk right across to Best Buy and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do that too. Uh, it's just, it's a bummer because I'm going to be coming back from Fantastic Fest on the day yeah. that it gets released yeah. so I can't uh, wait in line. I know. Um, so that's why like, well, I had to get the I know, order. and I have, there's also the additional fact that I, this plan might get totally fucked if there's something amazing happening the opening weekend of Beyond Fest. Yeah. Which yeah. coincides with this. So I'll I'll have to like make a command decision at that point, but somehow I don't think that'll be an issue. Yeah. But I'm really looking possible. forward, by the way, to seeing the uh, the lineup for yeah. Beyond I'm Fest. I'm I'm really because I want to go to a Lovecraft Film Fest in Portland, but if Beyond Fest has a lineup like last year, which was absolutely incredible, I I don't know. Well, it's, it's hard be. to say, like because Fabio Frizzi is doing a tour of the Beyond composers' cut right now. Goblin is also touring, and Ooh. so is John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. So that kind of rules all three out for Beyond Fest, or it might be a like surprise of either Carpenter or Goblin. Because nice. all I could think is they could do like uh, the re- the remastered Suspiria with Argento and Goblin. That would be big enough of a deal. That would be awesome. Because it's also the 40th anniversary of Suspiria. Yeah, I mean, I... I've... But I've seen Suspiria. Me and Kirby have both seen Suspiria in 35 so many times. Like, I've Double. seen it on a fucking pristine as fuck print. I don't know that I really need to see it again on the big screen. I don't know if they're... Argeno came out for uh, Frightmare, but I've heard between both that health issues and scheduling and stuff that he's hard to come by a lot of the times he's canceled i know various like monster palooza yeah. son of monster palooza other events so uh, who knows but i mean the uh, they'll pro- they'll definitely i'm sure they'll screen it it'll probably be one of those exclusive um it would be amazing the the frizzy concert was incredible goblin yes, was, was incredible four years ago when mm-hmm. i saw, saw them for their first u.s tour and whatever 40 years Still but so upset i didn't go to that show that it was one, a good show. That one was absolutely amazing. I didn't know. Uh, not I didn't to rub know. it in. I didn't know who yeah. they were. 
because like i like i've told you guys like um you know like italian horror like is like it's like a major blank spot in yeah. my Ooh. film history and i didn't get it like i didn't understand like how influential they were and all of that yeah. stuff like so yeah i mean that's yeah. I'm still kicking myself over that one well and it was and unfortunately it's one of those things when they played the marquee there was what like well they're gonna be in right. la twice i think in october oh yeah you know yeah. i mean I'll, they'll be that's back awesome. but it's just one of those things where it's sad that like they had such a dismal yeah. um uh it was good for there. us though because yeah. it wasn't crowded. It's too, bad. Yeah. it's too bad they didn't play at a smaller venue. You yeah, know? like that. I mean, how cool would it have been to have that at the Crescent or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, I that's think it has to be Club the Red. Crescent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. um, they definitely always, you know, it's one of those things just goblin rule. There's no other way to you know play. Yeah. And, and and I'm sure if it made sense, Stateside would have tried to bring them out. Well, they must, you know, because you know Jeremiah and the crew at Stateside are good people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just one those ones where it's hard but i'm like i said it's the little surprises too for me like one of my all-time favorite films uh i've talked about our underrated or hidden gems is uh neon maniacs and i never thought i'd get to see a film in 35 millimeter and the cinema wasteland crew showed it and it was amazing or cinematic void cinematic void Void, i'm sure they'll be doing but they did um that and street trash which i had seen 35 millimeter but Man, it is so much fun. That was like one of the best afternoons I've ever had, like with people. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, we were talking about um, earlier the uh, the vinyls that you're gonna have at like Creep Show, uh-huh. and I was just thinking like they should have a liquid filled street trash vinyl. I think there that is one. Is they there? did a street okay. trash. Um, Lunaris did it, but I don't recall them doing a, um, a liquid filled. They did. Um, they did for their troll too. Probably the coolest looking vinyl I've ever seen was they did um, hand poured. Um, they limited it to like forty spots, and you yeah. didn't know what you were gonna get. Man, those are amazing we, looking. Oh no, we got the troll one. Yeah, you got the troll. Right. Yeah, or, or sorry, troll. Not. Oh no, this one was troll two. The original troll one is the one. You, uh, yeah, you've got up on, which is a great. I love. It's a great Richard Band score, who's probably the most underrated composer to me. I mean, that's like, that's actually really funny because well you know when we get to mine like because oh, okay. I've just been watching some Richard Band movies, yeah so. I love Richard Band so good stuff ch- you gotta check this out this, this is this mock up it's not real uh-huh. but this mock up because the it follows vinyl is terrible yeah and this one is called the blood in the pool vinyl oh nice. that's great dude like it's like it's seriously guys look that up just look up uh, blood in the pool it follows it's freaking awesome looking I wish it existed yeah. I'll talk about your Richard Band experience. Yeah, go so, for it. Uh, so yeah, I picked up a few you things. You crazy diamond. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, so I haven't actually gone to see um, anything in the theater recently because um, I'm, I'm waiting on my freaking movie pass. Um, you know, so I mean that's well. Didn't you and Kirby go see Monster Squad? Um, yeah, yes, no, we it's did. True. Which we, we did. can talk we about. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally I forgot. We haven't podcasted since then. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we, we saw that. Um. Which uh, you know we'll get that in just a second. We'll kind of transition into sure. Kirby. Um. But yeah. So the movie pass thing, which I mean, I'm sure probably people have heard about at this point, but is uh you know kind of this thing that seems too good to be true, but it seems like from what I've heard it is true, right? Which is that. You get this card, ten bucks a month. You can go to as many movies as you want to. Um, and I've been holding off on going to see anything in the theaters because I'm like, well, you know, going to get this movie pass. I've already paid my ten bucks. I don't want to like spend more money to go see movies mm-hmm. right now, so I'm holding off. Um, and I got this thing last uh, like last Tuesday, 
and they said it would take like seven days, and I still haven't gotten it. I just got an email seven from them today. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I got this uh, this this email it says we've been blown away with all the ex- uh, excitement surrounding with our nine ninety five unlimited plan. Though we anticipated a high level of interest, we received an unprecedented volume of traffic that crashed our servers. Uh, to be, uh, so uh, currently, you should expect to receive your card September sixth through tenth. Jesus. Wow. Right? So, yeah, apparently that, they were just woefully unprepared for that. You think they could dumb. give you a digital something? Yeah, well, you, you know what I so. mean? You know, well, apparently maybe I can go see it. Well, basically ad. what you're going to get is a uh, master card. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Um, but anyway, so I, I, but I have watched some things. So I picked up some things. I, I mentioned on the last episode that I got the um, the Arrow release of Reanimator, nice. um, and so I rewatched that. I mean, a beautiful transfer of that film, um, and then I watched the Integral Cut, which I had never actually seen before. Um, so, are you guys familiar with what that one is? Nope. Yeah. So the, the Integral cut. cut. Yeah, it's like so. I guess when they showed it on TV. They because they had to edit out so much gore and so they much of that film extra scenes. Right. A lot of movies have oh, this. Oh, like, that's right. Fiction has yeah. a very yeah. long scene with Vincent Halloween. Vega talking about how Suzanne Vega's cousin. It's not enough. Really? Yeah, I've never seen that. Man. Yeah, it's that's the, crazy. There's basically he's sitting around and like. Mia Wallace comes up and she interviews him on a black and white camera. Oh, I have actually seen that. Yeah. It's like yep. on the special features. Okay. Yeah. No, you're totally but right. But that they filmed that because they knew eventually it would be played on TV right. and they'd have to cut out right. so much shit that they need to It would have only been twenty minutes long. Time. Yeah, totally. So yeah, yeah, the integral cut is one that just incorporates those and also keeps all the gold. Yeah. Um, which oh, that's is, cool. Yeah, it's still not as good as the uh, original. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I just think the unrated one is just it, it goes, it flows better. It's it's how the films are originally yeah. meant to be seen. But I watched all those. There's a features. version of Godfather one and two called the Godfather Saga. Now I have it, watched that. It's like both movies shown in chronological order with all the TV scenes put in as one long movie. Yeah, wow. yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, oh well, I may be thinking of something different because I was talking about the one that it's the whole trilogy. Yeah, but it puts them in order of things that actually happen. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But it doesn't oh. include Godfather Part Three. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Which is good. Very well, exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at that point, right? Because there are no yeah. flashbacks of Godfather Part Three, no. so you could just watch Godfather Part Three yeah. if you wanted to. If um, you really wanted. Yeah, to. yeah. But uh, but <laughs> so all then, the intrigue of choosing a pope. Um, so <laughs> then, on that tip, after I had watched uh, Reanimator, then I was like, oh, now I really need to get From Beyond because I didn't know From Beyond. Nice. It's very um, good. So yeah, so I picked up the uh, the the Shout Factory release of From Beyond. Uh, which is again another film that and Reanimator both Richard Band music, um, super super good music. I mean, as oh, much yeah. as, as Reanimator is like a total rip off of Psycho, um, hilariously. There's so, great uh, interviews that he's given, yeah. of course, about literally the Bernard Herman Society yeah. like threatening him, yeah. like no <laughs> joke. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just from beyond, dude, what an awesome movie that is. Like, I love that. I love both of those movies. To me, it's like a perfect double feature, you know. I it mean, is. just I mean, st- both great Stuart Gordon uh, films. I mean, just so much of the same team coming back, um, and I devoured all the special features on that as well. Um, and then I also then needed to pick up uh, the Gate, the uh, the Vestron video Blu-ray release of that. Oh. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I guess you know, it's eighties movies and everything. But like that was just like I was thinking about these movies that I've been wanting to have in my collection. Nice. 
and I just didn't, so I picked up The Gate, and I love that movie, too. Those are solid additions, like, all, all three. Yeah, although I, I definitely think that the special features on The Gate are not great, because they're just, they're just interviews, mm-hmm. you know? I like things to have, like, a little bit of production to them, ultimately. Yeah, I just don't think you're ever going to get that from these Vestron reissues. A lot of, well, because of a lot of those older movies, they don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. And they're well, not... and there's also, I feel like, Stephen Dorff, I don't think, is ever going to be coming back you know, for much <laughs> discussion. But he that should, could be. Uh, well, yeah, but that's. Awesome movie. I don't think he gives a shit about anything. Right. He's so strung out, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's sorry, not TMZ. No. <laughs> but... Right. Um, I, I I do like how they talked about it in the gate though how like they did some things that had never been done like they had like the different scales and they got like the little tiny demons mm-hmm. and they got the big people and they talked about that was like the first time that they did those two different scales but actually had a pan mm-hmm. during the same oh. time um, so I thought that was really cool but speaking of which Vestron's next release this announces Slaughter High uh-huh. which is probably the most well, I mean I would honestly say is probably one of the most creative slashers ever made. Um, I love that movie. They did a series years ago called The Lost Collection, mm-hmm. where they released like Repossessed and uh, mm. My Best Friend's a Vampire as well. It was like this weird little one from Lionsgate imprint, but that was for some Slar High had ever been out. Um, right. Unfortunately, it's the cut, but they're actually going to release a fully uncut, all nice. new special features, all new documentary. Slar High is truly amazing. It's one of those ones that um really is not getting enough love. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so those are like my three big purchases. Although I did also, and I wanted to give a shout out to this because I know, I mean, I don't know. So I picked up Alien Covenant, okay? Which is just like, look, I picked this movie up because I wanted to have it in my collection. I've got all the other flipping Alien movies, you know? I need to have this one. I didn't particularly love it. I did see it twice in the theaters. You don't um, have to defend yourself to us, man. Yeah, no, I'm sure you understand. <laughs> but I will say this. I ended up like on this third viewing at home actually enjoying the film more. Because yeah. I just think that my expectations were so low at that point. Exactly. I just saw um, an extended cut that has 20 minutes of David playing a pan flute. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Know, I mean, I, um, I, I love, it I love perfect, lots but... of parts of it, actually. But there are just parts of it that still annoy me. But um, on the Blu-ray, now I know that they did, you know, they had that short, like, uh, prologue thing. Like, there's a couple of prologues, yeah. right? Which I believe we actually talked about on the podcast. Um, but there was one, I don't know if it was one of the uh, web ones or not, but it was one called Phobos. Um, and I hadn't seen it. And as far as... as the far God as, of Fear and Greek mythology. Yeah, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did actually not know that. Like, so... Um, so this one, as far as I know, is not, it's not directed by Ridley Scott. Uh-huh. Okay. It's a, basically a short film that is also a prequel to uh, Alien Covenant. And I looked up this director, it's directed by a guy named Toby Dye, D-Y-E is his last name, and he's only done like short horror films. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's freaking great. It's like, honestly, probably better than Alien Covenant. Wow. And it's like a, like a five, six minute short film. It's just so good. That's a special feature on the Blu-ray? It's a special feature on the nice. Blu-ray. Um, and it's, uh, so, you know, I just, I do highly recommend, like, if you can, I mean, Redbox it or whatever. I mean, maybe it's available online even. Um, but Phobos, and the the idea of it is that they're, it's like part of their screening process on whether they're going to be, be picked as colonists oh. on the Covenant, um, is they have to go through a test of how well they, they stand up against fear. 
Oh. Um, and it's not every single one of them. It's, um, you know, it's Danny McBride. It's Daniels. Um, you know, it's like a few of them. It's like four of them. Uh, but they strap them to this chair and they've got like the screen that's pointed at them and they're like different. They're exposing them to different sounds and asking them questions and exposing them to different kinds of video. It almost reminds me of a um, maybe actually, you know, I think like a good comparison might be a Clockwork Orange, you know, when he's like being subjected mm-hmm. to all this, this, this video content and then or even something like in um, the uh, David Fincher's The Game when he's watching all this video stuff and they're asking him to like respond and like, would you know what? And, and it really felt, it was funny. It was not directed by uh, Ridley Scott, but it felt like old school Ridley Scott hmm. in this way. It, it almost felt like I was watching like, like a, a boy comp. Exactly. Test. I was watching like kind of like this boy comp test moment. Um, and I just think all the actors were super good and it was actually kind of like genuinely disturbing um, and gave you really good background to the characters and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so I just wanted to give that a shout out because wasn't the biggest fan of Alien Covenant, but I loved Phobos and and the nice. Greek God of Fear. That totally makes sense now. So um, yeah, but that that that's me, yeah. Kirby. Hmm, let me see here. I was going to say um, the uh, I uh, I really didn't watch a huge amount this week. I've had so much going on; it's really difficult. Um, so like I as I mentioned, sometimes I get stuff you know like i'll red box a lot now or voodoo or whatever and so i've only got a couple real quick but one of the ones i will say because um uh i believe jasper reviewed it was i finally watched king arthur oh i'm sorry and, um so this is a, a funny funny story about it was is that i got on red box never had a chance to watch it and i was in a store and i found it Somebody he just didn't know it or something like it was like uh just didn't know it was like a brand new movie or something and had on sale for four dollars so i ended up just buying it oh, it was wow. in the slip cover because that was basically what two red box rentals or something right. and um the first thing is that the first 15 minutes for, where it's like okay so it's this really generic Warcraft. Um, what was that shitty UV Bull movie? In the name of the king. Um, all these kind of generic, like Dungeons and Dragons two thousand right. kind of movies. Oh, yeah. I'm like, God, oh, this just yeah. is awful. And then when it goes full snatch and starts yes. doing <laughs> yes. Guy Ritchie, I'm going, oh. oh my God, it's his version of a Knight's Tale. Exactly. And, and I'm going, what? <laughs> and I never read your review. Oh. I actually tried to keep it spoiler free ah. on this one. And I'm going, is Madonna going to come out? And like, what? <laughs> is she going to be like the what, the lady of the lake? Like, I really <laughs> felt like, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where I just don't. I, I I mean I gave it a chance. I watched it beginning to end, um, and it's just one of those films. It it's so funny. I just thought that Alien Covenant thing. You got Jude Law, and it's like, <laughs> okay, you're basically. Um, I, I always I'm like, did you watch Gladiator right before you just oh, did this? Yeah. Because you basically are him. You know uh, the. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, gotcha. Um, you know, it's basically it's it's. The same. And didn't the end play totally play out like the end of a video game? Oh yes, completely, a hundred percent with with mini bosses. Yes, and, uh, fetch quests. Yes, and everything else. And I just, I, I mean, I'm like, 
it's not. I mean, the the one thing is, is like, no matter how many people try, it's like, okay, you will always be Jack's teller. You are never going to be anything else. Did you see even, him stick his thumb in his pants? Yeah. At one point, even, even in your native tongue, you still are never going to ever live down that role. And I actually liked him a bit in Crimson Peak. I was going to say, even in Crimson Peak, I'm like, look out, Jax, you're going to get stabbed. And it's (laughs) one of those, spoiler alert, um, he literally is just one of those people, like, I don't dislike him. It's just, in fact, him doing, I'm just like, but why didn't you do just your standard lock stock and two smoking barrels Guy Ritchie movie? Because you actually probably could have. Oh, yeah, he would have been great in one of those. Here's my take on that. I like broccoli, and I like ice cream, but I don't like them mixed together. I like period movies, medieval period movies, and I like Guy Ritchie a lot. Like Snatch and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels were two of my staple movies, but they didn't go well together. You know, that was the whole thing. But there's a a thing, like, talking about... uh, alien covenant like you enjoyed it like after the third time one of the other things i watched this week was rob zombies 31 okay and i really i went into that movie expecting to hate it because of everything that i had heard and i actually ended up enjoying it right, right. and i think it's because i had such low expectations of it help, you know? that i'm like oh wow this was actually not that bad i actually it's liked just it. a dumb movie it's like if you well there's yeah that, if you're looking for a plot for any kind of reason then you're, there's you're none. And that's gonna have a bad time one of the big problems in horror movies is people have such expectations and i'm sitting here going but if this film had been made in 1982, you'd all be celebrating it. Absolutely. And, and, and that's another thing. No, just in general. Like, and this is, I mean, specific to, a, I think people are more, I don't know why there's such a dishonesty in the horror community. It always, I don't see as much in sci-fi or fantasy. People are pretty open. That's like, it either really was a good film, it's open for debate, or they're just nostalgic and they're willing to say it. Um, but in horror for some reason, people are just like, this is amazing. I'm like, no, this movie is, is utter dog shit. But that's cool, but you can still enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that. I kind of feel that way about the first Friday the 13th. Honestly. And people have that, but I mean, that's what I, I mean. I kind of feel shit. that movie is overrated to yeah. a very and, and everyone, high And that's what I'm saying. There's no problem with being open and honest about right. it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, first and foremost, I have no problem. I'm still vegan, but I'm going to slaughter every sacred cow possible because <laughs> there is literally... No point in seeing they're saying like even my favorite film is The Exorcist or Texas Chainsaw Massacre are my two favorites. But I said they both have flaws, and and if you're not willing, I can't think of a single flaw in The Exorcist. I would like to say that, but it is there are. It, I mean, it, now, it, it's I, one I feel like there's certain laziness like among rappers. Like, oh, it's Friday the Thirteenth. Let's program Friday the Thirteenth. Right, right. It is, and then half the people who come like. You guys are going to see Friday the 13th, and I swear to God, we've gone to see this, and it happened. What happens in that movie is, oh, I thought Jason was in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only fun part about it, is watching people jump at the the, the end. It's, they would have been in a lot and, of trouble in that first scene yeah. in uh, Scream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, which, you know, is now becoming a film now that we're 20 years old on that. Plus, people are like, I have never seen Scream. It's amazing to talk to people and realize that you would think, like, when we were kids watching Friday the 13th, going, oh, my God, I never got to watch this when I was a kid. Like, I wasn't (laughs) able to. Or, you know, I wasn't old enough when this came out. And then, you know, now people are talking about that with, like, a lot of movies. 
I mean, like I said, I, I find the, the Exodus to be a perfect film for me. But I, again, it's it's one of those things where watching it with an audience, yeah, it's one of those things. Or I read critical essays or whatever, and it's like, okay, I see a point there. But um, for me, it's um, you know, one of those things where I just feel like there's so much of that in horror, and I feel like where I was game with it is 31 if it had been made 20 30 years ago you know with obviously very different style yeah. you could have included a lot of the same people exactly um, and it would have been wow this would have bombed so horribly i know for a fact meg foster had to have looked better <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she looked bad in that movie uh, yeah but i bet she saw his uh, great eyes Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We she was kind enough. I, I want to say this: Meg Foster is one of the kindest people I've ever met in That's any awesome. of the conventions. I mean, the thing people is, people represent. You never mm. have to talk. Like I've never had it like so completely where I barely said anything, and she was already like hugging. Like was a very like welcome and inviting oh, yeah. person. Right. She's just so kind. Like I really like. There are obviously people have bad fan experiences, like the never meet your heroes kind of mantra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then there's some people you're like so blown away. You're like, you've never met them. You've never talked to them. And you're just like, wow, you make this like such a, a wonderful experience. And then that she was kind of, she did an intro for us for They Live. She like signed oh, a yeah, ton I of stuff that. for like yeah. charity mm-hmm. and just didn't even question anything. Like, she's just such a, like, good-hearted, open, honest person. Awesome. I mean, there's a few people I've met where I feel like, wow, I'm so glad I met you. And Heather Langenkamp's one of those. Oh, totally. Oh, really? She, she is awesome. so, so um, nice. Yeah, and I mean, especially in the horror community, because that's mainly why I get, like, autographs or photo ops. I'm not really interested in most other people. Um, but, um, you know, I do... Um, we you know. did. Uh, we did see monsters. Well, oh yeah, yeah. We should, we should at talk Alamo, about. Um, we saw it was the 30th anniversary screening, mm-hmm. which was cool because it was almost 30, uh, 30 years to the day it yep. was released. Wow. It, was. And it was like one day after. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was cool. So there was the. Uh, I mean, you probably remember the actors' names better than uh, I Andre Gower, uh, Ryan Lambert, and Ashley Bank. Right. That's um, uh, uh, Sean. Sean. Um, uh, Rudy, Rudy and. Phoebe, 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 yeah, exactly. Phoebe, yeah, and uh, sorry, yeah, total lapse there, but yeah, they were all there, um, <laughs> doing uh opening ceremony and uh Q and A at the end. Yeah, yeah, and they were super nice too. Very, very nice. Yeah. Very, very um informative. Had uh Josh actually got asked a question in our show. And went to the, they had a seven p.m. and eight p.m. so that you got an introduction. You got to watch the movie. You got to do the Q and A while the other film was winding yeah. down, and then they went and did the Q and A. And then everybody got to do a um, a meet and greet. Everybody got a poster. I mean, it was well worth the yeah, whatever nice. twenty eight bucks. Posters that were signed. Signed. Um, which I mean, I, look, I was willing to do that anyway, but I think it was kind of funny because I was like, "This is really expensive for just a screening." You know, I sure hope we get something. <laughs> and they didn't tell us we were getting anything, but I was like, "I hope we get something." And so it was nice. And honestly, afterwards, I didn't even know we were getting poster. I was like, "That was still worth the money." Nice. But it was nice to get a signed poster for sure. It was a good event. Alamo yeah. really does do some amazing events with um, uh, what they host, and yeah. this one was one of those ones where that that crew really. Uh, um, uh, that that cast there really right. um, made it uh, a special event. Oh, and we got you got to hear this story. So I got uh, Sean to uh, to say. <laughs> you get that? 
<laughs> oh, nice. Sweet. Uh, yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, so they they were saying. definitely um, great people. Um, I so, I really thought you were gonna he was gonna be like, listen to cult following. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't show you. Darn it! I should have shown. Cult, follow, cult following is my favorite podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, please go ahead, man. I just that reminded me. And speaking of shameful plugs. Something that exciting that happened to me this week, and I hope I'm not talking too much. Kind of talking. Oh about no, this. But, it's good. We, uh, we need more Jasper. Jasper. We exactly. don't get enough Jasper on this one. I have a I have a podcast of my own called the House of Freaks podcast. You guys can check it out on SoundCloud. But what? But uh, Joe Bob Briggs uh, followed me on Twitter this week. What? At, oh, yeah, snap. at hof underscore podcast. If you guys want to follow me yeah, on Twitter, dude. Um, dude, I was I texted Karen immediately. I'm like, dude. Joe Bob Briggs just followed us on Twitter. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was my uh, that was my big whoop. He made it for uh, and of course everybody in my job nobody cared because nobody knew yeah, who he was. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God bless it. But uh, I was excited about that's it. Awesome, I thought that was. Man. I feel like I've arrived. Yeah. You know? That's because <laughs> they were in utero during up all night. Yeah. So well, they well, Monster Vision. Monster Vision. Yeah. Monster Vision. Yeah. 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 So, but that was my big thing for this week. So, nice. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's always great to see people who end up like on social media who actually take an interest in you uh, or whatever you post right. and stuff. But, um, I had a quick rundown here since we cover the Monster Squad. The only other things I did see was, um, no, I had the misfortune of, <laughs> um, I, I take it, I take one for the team every time, was snatched. <laughs> oh, oh got some Amy Schumer action yeah. going on. Um, so it, it, you know, I, and, and who is it? Goldie Hawn is and Goldie Hawn yeah. as okay. her mother. Yeah. Wow. So I could have like, swore they did this movie a few years ago. Yeah, they do this movie every it was, couple of months. Yeah, it's called something else. But. <laughs> it's one of those ones you're just gonna have to. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. It, it won my pick. I'm, but I mean, I'll give anything, especially comedies, a chance mm-hmm. because comedies, you know, it's very subjective, but it's easy. I am not someone from a camp who absolutely hates Amy Schumer or something. I thought some of her roast material is great. These yeah, like, days, did you like Trainwreck? Uh, Trainwreck. I was going to ask, was it at least as good as Trainwreck? No, God, no. Oh, and no. and Trainwreck yeah. was made by Bill Hader, yeah. not and John and John Cena. Guy, never thought I'd say that. Right. John Jeez. Cena made that movie was for me. Um, I could have gone the rest of my life, though, without seeing him with just a towel. Yeah. <laughs> strategically but, covering him. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. No, I... But, no. um, no, there was... He was also... God, he saved the other shit uh, bag movie Tina Fey was in, The Sisters, um, where it was her and Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. Yet, that one was completely saved. He was also in too. Daddy's Home. Yes, At he the was. very end. But it's just one of those ones where... um. You know, I'm I'm not gonna go all full bore, but I mean, like lately, like no, I don't particularly, obviously, like a lot of her comedy. That that her leather, fifteen minutes that, are over. Yeah, that leather it's, special yeah. was the most unfunny. Oh my gosh, one I've ever. I couldn't even make it fifteen minutes in. Funny enough, but um, and it really is. I mean, just purely based on material, and besides the fact that I mean, you know, she really does. Um, I, I mean that you can say however you want. She says uh. Uh, similar thinking or something like that. I mean, she yeah. steals jokes. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Well, uh, I, she's the Carlos. She is becoming fast. Carlos Mencia of of and and her and then obviously, like I said, a lot of her other ramblings politically and socially. I just 
it, it's just this. Which is really sad because uh, that... when Inside Amy Schumer was on, I thought that was like the funniest show on she TV. She had I bits, loved but it, it. It's her cast and her writers, and, and that's yeah. another thing. It's like it's the throwing the baby out with the bathwater thing. Is is that a lot of these shows people go oh, they're awful? It's like well, you know what? If they have a great cast. Then you know, and great writing sometimes. It's what can really save that because there Absolutely. were some great bits on that show. Oh yeah. Um, but this movie, it's just you know, it's completely by the numbers. It's just that it's as simple as to say. I mean, everything you expect to happen is gonna happen. It had some funny bits in it, but it's you know bombed at the office and at box office. And you can see why. It's just uh, like just generic as can be. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff is one or two things that were like, oh my god, that's actually funny. I want Goldie Hawn to save the movie, and <laughs> she's just like a complete and utter um, uh, stand-in. So you're yeah. saying this is no Private Benjamin? Uh, no, I'm going to say no this is Wow, you, you reached Cat. way back for <laughs> that one. This isn't going to be, this isn't even Overboard, which I also found out a while back they're remaking as well. Oh, no. Um, because obviously. Yeah, which I love Overboard yeah, as me a kid too. especially. Or Bird um, on a Wire. Yeah, I mean, every there were so many great Goldie Hawn movies, and I really do think she's a great actress. And it's one of those things where, um, yeah, it's just one of those movies. Uh, the one guy in there, though, um, who plays her brother, uh, it's it was actually pretty pretty enjoyable. But other than that, just hot garbage. <laughs> um, Jasper recently celebrated his birthday. I did as Woo-hoo! well, and I'm gonna say when my, was your birthday? It was on Sunday, dude. Yeah, but, I didn't. Uh, wait- Man, it's a see, closely is, guarded secret. This is the problem when people aren't on Facebook. I respect your decision not to be on I Facebook, understand. but it's the only way I have to know people's birthdays. And now I feel like an asshole because I saw you, you on Saturday. I only, yeah. If it makes you feel better, yeah, I only knew because Ruby told me. And, and I, I just want to <laughs> say that I, I, and I, dude, not at all. There's nothing to be. I wasn't upset or anything. I just find it very funny. I came. People knew. And Jasper, it was his birthday, and he's the only one who gave me a birthday present. <laughs> I do find that absolutely hilarious. But um, I I did get the greatest gift, though, that evening um, on Sunday night. I went and saw Slayer. Slayer. So, so fucking Slayer, that's the best gift you can get. Heck yeah. Um, on a Sunday night where no one obviously has a job to go to the next day <laughs> right. because... Man, cares it, about your job it it's slayer the big question yeah. did you sit down well I, we had we got seats because i'm old um now <laughs> and i can't do it anymore but we had to stand because uh, my bandmate greg was kind enough to treat me uh to the show and um it was with lamb god and behemoth but it was nice. i saw slayer a couple of years ago with king diamond at mayhem fest and um i'd actually never seen them but it's wow. not even it, it's not quite like a juggalo experience mm-hmm. but it is you know, I I am I've been a Slayer fan since the early '90s. They um they, they're gonna keep doing what they're gonna do forever. You love it or hate it. They played an incredible set. Um, it's just one of those things where it, it's more like going to it's it is a religious experience. Yeah. Going Not to, to turn this into a music cast, but what was your first Slayer album? Actually, believe it or not, I had I didn't have a lot of money at the time, and CDs were so expensive that I actually bought a decade of aggression. Uh, the nice. live album, so that I could hear all the different songs. Um, and my favorite record is still Seasons of the Abyss, yes. but I think the most underrated album is Divine Intervention. Um, that I have it holds a special place in my because I heard it. Um, it was the first new album I got at the time, 
but it is um, one of those ones where Boss Staff came back to drumming. But I think that Killing Fields is like one of the best openers ever, and that song's got so many great um, cuts. But um, yeah, I'm I I have been trying to do my um my geriatric metal tour. So I saw Iron Maiden <laughs> this year. There you too. go. I saw Black Sabbath final tour last year. Um, and actually, my guitarist was saying he we saw Metallica. Um, as I mentioned on one of the last uh-huh. podcasts, but he actually has seen the big four this year because he actually went to Anthrax. Oh, with Kill nice. Switch Engage, so if he goes to Meg- Megadeth, I was going to say, is Megadeth even yeah, touring? No, Megadeth. Now is that coming, Dave Mustaine's a Christian and all that, Megadeth <laughs> is coming with the Scorpions. Wow, with all wow. bands. I yeah. can feel the winds of change already. Yeah. Uh, no, you can. So, um, amazing. yeah, it'll be a tease me, please me kind of kind of <laughs> tour there. So, um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, a lot of fun, but. Uh, yeah, the the Monster Squad was a nice pre-birthday present. Yeah, um, that was awesome. Yeah, and actually, do need to get on Facebook because I didn't know about it had Al had Adam not told me on Saturday at the screening, I would never uh-huh. have known. Oh wow! So good, good on me yeah, on that. For, yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, how about you, Victor? Uh, I don't know. I might want to be wrapping this up, but uh, real quickly, um, I saw Dave made a maze. Uh-huh. Which is really good. It's I a saw lot parts like, of that <laughs> in between sleeping. Like, uh, it's a lot like Swiss Army Man, kind of. You know, and it's got like this weird absurdist vibe. So if you dig that, you might want to check that out. I'll definitely be catching it again um, so I can actually watch it. Yeah, I saw uh, this new Netflix original. It's called uh, Whatever Happened to Monday. Um, it has a Numi Rapace in it. Uh, from the girl, the you know the girl with the dragon tattoo in yeah. Prometheus, and uh, it had also has Willem Dafoe in it. Basically, it's kind of like a cross between like Gattaca and Equilibrium. Where wow, uh, hmm. now you're speaking my language. Yeah, it's, just, right? it's, it's like it's set in this uh, post-apocalyptic future, or where uh, like uh, overpopulation has like decimated like all all of our natural resources uh-huh. so this politician played by glenn close is kind of like uh you know banded like the remaining governments together and got them all to pass this act which only allows for um one child to be born to any family uh-huh. and then supposedly all the other if they have any siblings they're all like rounded up and put into cryogenic sleep until a far off distant future where you know overpopulation can be handled Mm -hmm. and uh willem defoe's character because oh and because of uh you know gmos and all that multiple births are very common in this future so willem defoe's wife dies but she dies having like septuplets oh so what ends up happening is willem defoe doesn't want to lose his kids so he raises them all and names them all after one day of the week so in the future monday in the future uh they all share one identity and just they live that person's identity one day oh my gosh and then uh one day the 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 twin or the septuplet who's whose life takes place on monday Uh disappears so then the other 
six have to figure out what happened to her. Gotcha. Oh. And they're all played by Numi LaPace. Um, that's that sounds like a really cool idea. It I'm does. actually interested. In yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Does it have Christian Bale crying over a puppy though? No, but it has like a lot of like the whole repressive government and you know everyone's question to see if they have if they're a sibling or whatnot wow yeah when you first started talking about it, i'd see it on netflix but i was like you get that bad vibe of all those horrible like 4400 kind of show yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like the flavor of the week like oh we're gonna make a we're gonna make a franchise out of this i yeah. mean honestly new we were faced would probably interest me just because i think she she's does really good in interesting it. films she's really you know? good in it you know, it's like it's a lot like uh, Orphan Black. Yeah, where all the different characters, all the like, they all look the same when they go out, but when they live in the, mm-hmm. you know, in their area, they all have their own. Like one is blonde, one sure. has super short hair. They all awesome! Look, I'm stoked. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch that. Yeah, sure. that one is good. And I also saw uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Okay, how was that? Um, so I have my. Uh, is that I, available this, anywhere this else one, besides Amazon? I saw this on iTunes. Voodoo. Is it? Yeah. Because I, I want to watch that really bad. It, and it looked like super comedic. Like It, it was... is very much in the Sam Liu, ah ha ha, I'm making a, you know, an, uh, a riff on this cartoon for adults thing. Uh-huh. Um, and it works and it doesn't. Like, a, a lot of it is... Uh, you know, Swamp Thing is a big character in it. It's got a lot of that going on, which is interesting. But then, like, heart, like, and then it has a really inter- interesting, like, credit sequence to, like, Saul Bass meets, like, you oh, know, Janie. Oh, that's great. But then the actual thing is, like, it's trying to be, like, zany. And, like, there's, and then, but then it bounces off with stuff that, like, uh, you know, Nightwing is tracking down Harley Quinn. It's totally all done in the Batman, the animated series style, in the same which voice Which is actors. awesome. But then it's like yeah. he tracks down Harley Quinn and then she straight up like seduces him and they have a sex scene. Oh yeah. And it's really like like full on like uh They don't show it, but oh, okay. I, mean, it ha- I mean Is it like the one in Bad Blood? No, I mean it's like weirder than afterwards, like he's trying to protect her and he's How like, adult do I see Harley Quinn boobies? No. No, it's not that. You no, don't, they won't but do they that. banter about it the rest of the time to the point where it's kinda of like uncomfortable. Okay. Like, you know, it's like, Why are you getting so attached? I'll call you when I run out of batteries. Oh <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. And then but there's like a lot of like <laughs> there's like a lot of funny, like really obscure Easter eggs to Batman the animated series. That's like, great. Like there's a part where they're like in, in going to go see like they go to a henchman's bar uh-huh. and you see all these like side characters from Batman the animated series. Oh, that's I swear cool. to God, the most random one is the fact that Captain Clown and Randa Dwayne, uh-huh. like if you remember both those characters all right, Captain mm-hmm. Clown was the Joker's robot android. Oh, I do remember. And Captain then Randa yes. Dwayne was from the Hardack episode that had uh, the guy who played Sebastian in Blade Runner. Okay. And it's all like a riff on Blade Runner. His yes. his assistant was like a Marilyn Monroe looking chick who was right. like, you know, a robot. The two of them are a couple in this henchman. Oh, that's bar. funny. Like that's a deep fucking cut Easter yeah. egg, you nice. know. And then there's like 1960s Catwoman henchmen there. Awesome. You know, so like. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, it's cool. It has like a really weird, abrupt ending. How would you compare it against the vibe of like the Brave and the Bold? Uh, I mean, to me, it's more like, I mean, the Brave and the Bold is like more 
like this is more like it, it, I like the idea of what they were doing, uh-huh. but it's like not as good as it should have been. Right. You know, it's trying too hard to be jokey. It, it, to me, it's more like Assault on Arkham, uh-huh. but more jokey. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, because Assault on Arkham I thought was really good. Yeah, but it's not as good as Assault on Arkham. No. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I got the whole animated series vibe, I mean, immediately, but then it just looks so, like, cheesy. Like, I don't yeah. know how to describe it. I'll like, be checking it out. Yeah. I'll it, still check it out. Yeah, it's not ter- it's not as bad as, like, the ones I've been slagging, but yeah. it's not as good as, like, Flashpoint Paradox or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't keep up with them at all. I, you know, I would say your slagometer usually puts them all at the uh, <laughs> low end of the spectrum. If you were going to watch anything, Kirby Flashpoint Paradox is amazing. Uh, yeah, Flashpoint Paradox shot. is really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, I've been I tried, meaning to check them out. Just... Uh, I've been watching the new season of Rick and Morty. It's been pretty good thus far. I say Vindicators Three is probably the weakest one so far. Yeah. Uh, which is totally like a riff on why Guardians of the Galaxy Two is an unnecessary sequel, <laughs> but it's it's like the most throwaway one. The one they did the other day, the Whirly the Whirly Durly conspiracy, was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched any of the new season yet. Yeah, I'm I haven't either. There to be more, and then I'm going to resubscribe to Hulu. Yeah, um, I just bought the season pass. It was like yeah. fourteen bucks on Vudu. Um, and I've been watching. Oh, is the new season on Hulu? No. Oh, it's not. no. No. Oh, well, see, I'm glad I yeah. didn't reach. I thought it was. No. Yeah. And then uh, I've been watching season two of Preacher, like I've been saying, still pretty good thus far. I've been watching the last season of The Strain, which still continues its downward spiral into unwatchability. <laughs> um, I definitely think that we've we've talked about The Strain more than the uh, the 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 film, which shall not be mentioned. Oh yeah. Oh god. Okay. This is okay. It was art that counts as a. Mention. Let's just stop right there. <laughs> Where's my bell? God damn it. I did get a poster for it. Yeah. It's got to say, you know. He did get a Valerian poster. <laughs> Stop. Why did you say it? Oh. An original yeah. double-sided Valerian. We almost made an entire episode. Yeah. I actually, Victor sent us in a group chat some Valerian art book, and I actually thought afterwards. That was best. me. That was oh, was me. that you? Yeah. I was I'm in sorry. Was it you? in Portland. Yeah, and I was like. <laughs> If that's my birthday present, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Dude, like, they wanted forty dollars for that shit. Like, yeah, I, was like, no I actually way. did Photoshop a good poster with yeah. our yes, faces in it. We need to find a way to maybe put that uh, on the website. Well, okay. I think now that we've mentioned the unnameable, <laughs> it's well, time when, to stop the Voldemort of Valerian. When it's um, it's I'll tell you what. When that art, up. when that art book is eight dollars at half price oh, books, saying, that's your yeah. stocking stuff oh, for I'm all of you. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, no, I'm getting that. Like, I'll get it for all of you, totally. Yeah, that'll be the pass around gift at the cult classics christmas party (laughs) all right well i think that's a good enough uh uh, overview of what we've been doing Uh, if you made it this far you should also know that starting september we're going to be hosting a trivia night yes the crescent ball yes we are if you want to get even more live cult following action yes that's going to be on september 12th um, and so I would just say, you know, check the Crescent Ballroom <laughs> website or uh, check cultfollowing.co. We will have the, the time on there, but it'll be September 12th. And uh, you can come and see all of our beautiful faces in real life. Come to our special Valerian quiz night. <laughs> <laughs> you can win some Valerian prizes. Oh, good Lord. Yes. 
Okay. So until next time, folks. Same Valerian time. No. Same Valerian channel. <laughs> you guys can see Kirby's expression every time we say Valerian. It's the best. It kills him a little inside. Yeah, you can see me as Eyebrows McGee and uh, Jasper's poster. Oh, I like. never, I never unsee you that way now, but yeah, I understand. <laughs> City of a thousand expressions. <laughs> Island of a thousand podcasts is what it says. All right. Until next time, I'm Victor Marino along with Josh Circle Square. <laughs> oh boy. Kirby Nelson. I, I actually really wanted to do a circle square one, but I'm trying to rid that of, out of my head. It, it literally Google was scarring. It. Yeah. Google Seriously, it. Google it. Thank you, Joshua, for Google introducing it. us to Jasperino. Scenes of death are all I see. Fragments of what used to be. Yes. Ooh. So until next time, be sure to hang out south of heaven. Oh, yeah. Fucking Slayer. Slayer. <laughs>